Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Wednesday afternoon, and welcome into Grant and Danny. January 24th, 2024. We got a nice show planned for you today. We're excited about it. Mark Ross, former NFL executive at three on what Adam Peters is working on right now, what these searches are like. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, who wrote a column today about why nobody seems that interested in Bill Belichick, despite his resume. That's at 3.30. And our buddy Mark Schlereth stops by the show, the former Super Bowl champion with the then Redskins. Schlereth at 6, helps us preview Championship Sunday. What up, Danny? Hey, man, bad start for me today. Tough start. Moments ago, you may be familiar with the B. Mitch and Finley radio program. They get uh, outrageously good ratings. We just, uh, they finished their show right before we start ours. That's kind of how this whole thing works. And uh, I saw J.P. Finlay in the hallway. We had a brief chat, good exchange. And uh, he goes, all right, dude, see you later. Have a good show. Pretty reasonable way to say goodbye to somebody. I said, you too. He's already had his good show. It's already in the books. He said, have a good show. I said, you too. I went, oh, God, because we're already past each other now. I can't yell back. I'm not going to go chase him down. But I said, like, you do that also. And He's got another show coming. Like, the next time you do a show, hope it's good. Tomorrow, God. You've been exposed as being selfish. And not really listening or caring about anything anyone else has to do. I had my YouTube planned. I had it. And I just stayed with it. You I went couldn't Bono audible. On him. God. That's the airport thing, yep. right? The when Brian the, Regan bit. Yeah. The, the waitress tells you have a good flight and you say, yeah, you as well. I mean, I'm sure they hear that all day long. And at some point, you just realize that it's going to happen and you probably stop caring. It was it, it stung right off the lips. You know what I mean? It's like not a good confidence builder walking in here to do the four and a half. Mm, I'll get better, though. I got it. I'll be all right. Speaking of not a good confidence builder, I wanted real quick before we get into our normally regularly scheduled you know football discussion out of the shoot here. So the Capitals lost last night. It was a maddening game. They gave up two goals on three shots immediately. Uh, if you were late to sit down to watch the beginning of that game by five minutes, I don't mean game minutes. I mean like real life minutes. They were down two nothing. Those are always the worst. Yep. Because you wait all day. You're excited. For a hockey match, in some cases, in this case, I've been waiting since Saturday night when they got shut out. Waiting for a goal against the Blues, never got one. So from Saturday into Sunday into Monday, all of a sudden, finally, it's Tuesday. They play the Wild team they should beat. They lose, right? They're down uh, 2 to nothing after one. They're down 3 to nothing at one point. They're down uh, massively throughout the entire game. They end up losing 5-3. to three. To their credit, they score a couple late goals. They got a pair from Mantha. Oh, she scored a goal. I bring this up because Alex Ovechkin did not score. 
had three shots on goal last night. Alex Ovechkin, Danny, does not look like Alex Ovechkin. And more importantly, the stat sheet does not resemble what it normally does for Ovi. We are 42 games in now. One game passed halfway through this season. So this is a great benchmark to bring this up. He's averaging about 19 minutes and 20 seconds on ice. Alex Ovechkin has eight goals. Ovi sitting, still productive, right? I mean, 28 points. He's been tied or leading the team in points pretty much all season long. He's got 20 apples. Uh, he's still productive offensively and helping them. They just don't get a lot of shots or a lot of goals, but he's one of the more instrumental offensive players. But to be halfway through a season and to see Ovi at eight goals, when you're 38 years old, everybody knows better than to count him out. You start to wonder, is, is it happening? Is he hitting the wall? But it matters so much because we all came to the conclusion together this offseason. He's just going to keep scoring 40, and he's obviously going to pass Wayne Gretzky very soon. It went from he'll definitely never get that record four or five years ago to just the math said, not only is he going to get it, but it's going to be in the next couple seasons, and let's start the countdown. Yeah, try to figure out what game in 2025 he'll get it, right? Um, it now is looking somewhat ominous. He's got to start scoring some goals here, Danny. He's 64 away. He's at 830. Gretzky at 894. That's the magic number. I don't think he's going to score eight goals the, the rest of the season. I think he'll double. You know, th that would be his pace, right, to get to 16. I'll take the over on that. I think he'll be close to 21, 22 goals. He'll get going a little bit just because he always does. But even still, let's say I give him, let's say I give him 14 goals the rest of the way. All right, let's say he has a better second half than first half. That still gets him to within 50 goals of Gretzky coming off of a season where he had 20. We're talking about two more years where he can't fall off anymore. The math's getting more difficult. Yeah, and speaking of math, I got him at 45 games played um, overall. Most well, Ovi's have, played 42. Oh, Ovi's played 42, yeah. So the, the, he, he was out with an injury. That's true. But so I the, was just talking about his goal pace. No, you're, you're uh, good distinction. Um, this isn't good for a couple different reasons. You probably should have rebuilt. You probably should have gone, if all things are equal, but bear with me. You probably should have said, hey, let's. it's time to, we spent all these assets to be excellent, to be unbelievable for an unbelievable amount of time, for 15 years, basically, with a couple of bad coaches Mixed in where we missed the postseason, but for the most part, we've been a cup contender. You've now got kind of an old, bloated, overpaid in some cases, underachieving in other cases, roster that's probably needed some turnover. You can't do that and make Ovechkin go through a rebuild. You got to have him break the record in your jersey, so you go this route where you now have the 11th most points in the Eastern Conference. I think you're third to last in the Metropolitan Division with maybe a game or two in hand over some teams, but still, the, the results have been middling. You get games like last night more often than you'd like to admit or or, uh, or acknowledge. And if he's not scoring goals, this starts to get a long, bad, tough kind of slog here, right, where it becomes glaring on a nightly basis that they don't have it and he's not going to get it. It's something I'm really worried about now, honestly. And that's crazy. I mean, again, nothing changes his legacy. Nothing changes that he's the greatest goal scorer of all time as far as I'm concerned, that he's a legend. He's the greatest DC athlete ever. We owe him a ton. There are hockey rinks in this area where kids can play hockey now. That's because of number eight, period. Thank you so much. If he stops playing today, 
He's the best I ever saw in town. But big picture, it now doesn't look like it's going to happen. And I, I, that seems insane to think only a handful of months ago, I would have gone, I'll, I'll bet my house that he does this I'm in the middle of not this season, but the next season. Right. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's not going to happen yet. I think the way I would phrase it is, as you said, it looks right now like it might not happen. I just too many times I've seen too many people say, oh, he's dead in the water. Yep, I made that he's, mistake, what, seven years ago? <laughs> he's never going right? to bounce back, and then he does. But he had two goals six games into the season. He has six goals since, and he's now on, again, a, a seven-game drought after he scored in back-to-back games against Nashville and Pittsburgh. But I was just watching the game last night. They can't mount offense they have way too passive. We've said this for years, but specifically now where they just can't get any shots. The amount of like cross rink passes in front of the net instead of just throwing it off the pads or throwing a puck toward the cage, it is maddening and it's infuriating. They're, for the most part this year, they've been pretty buttoned up defensively. Garbury's system has helped them to improve. They don't allow as many goals, mm-hmm. specifically when Lindgren plays. They do a really good job between the pipes more often than not, but they can't score. And a big part of it is that Alex Ovechkin is not scoring. But just thought we could open with that here after last night briefly. Something we'll get into off and on as time goes on here on Grant and Danny. Uh, The championship games are coming up on Sunday. I was looking at the prices, by the way, for the AFC and NFC title games. Have you seen what tickets are going for this weekend? Oh, I've not, no. So in Baltimore... The Ravens are playing their first home AFC championship game since 2012. It's been a long time. People have been waiting. The average ticket costs, well, I should say they're in their first AFC championship game since then. They haven't had a home one since a lot longer before that. But $2,100 is what tickets on average are going for. $100 uh, lower than what they opened at. They've dropped slightly. So they're Mm. down to about $2,100. But if you look at it right now, the cheapest tickets can be found on SeatGeek for 540 bucks, which is, with fees, $718. Which, by the way, those fees can kiss my butt. Yeah. I hate ticket fees. If you'd like my vote, anybody, you want to run for something, you go, you don't have to pay those fees. I'd, I'd consider it. i consider voting for you. $718 for a $540 ticket with the fees added. It's the cheapest to get in at this point. Lowest price uh, expected to climb upwards of maybe 37% between now and game time. Uh, In the NFC Championship game, a little more old hat for San Francisco. They've been to three in a row of these. They're bored with it. Four out of five. This is their first home NFC Championship game since 2019. The average NFC title game ticket right now is going for $1,682. About 1000 less than it was on Monday when things opened, which I found pretty interesting. Uh, it says costs $562 with fees, cheapest you can get in for. Ticket prices have dropped 15% from Monday. Cheapest ticket to get in right now, depending on where you're looking, like at Ticketmaster, is 500 bucks and 105 in fees. Over 20% in fees. Again, I know that's not the story, but oh my God. Yeah. Um, the What would the, you pay to go? If I was a fan? I think I could do like a thousand bucks maximum. 
to ju- otherwise it'd be hard to justify. It would be hard for me because, if, especially if I'm a Niners fan, it feels like an annual thing. I say that, then I, I'll pay a lot for Caps playoff tickets, and they're there every year, have been for a long time. So maybe I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like you've been there three in a row, four out of five. It's not as special. Do I really need to break the bank for tickets if we might be back here soon? To your point, when the Nats were in the World Series and I had a chance to buy tickets, I said yes. And then I found out what the price was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just I'm getting I'm getting a ticket for my dad to come to a Nationals World Series game with me. That's something I'm going to do, regardless of what what we have to do the next month, what I have to cut, what meals I'm not gonna eat, I'm doing that. So to your point, if it feels premium, if it feels unique or first or we're, we haven't been here, maybe you go above and beyond. Yeah, I think for the World Series, I got four seats to all three home games, 12 total tickets for the World Series. And I remember it being just an outrageous amount of money sure. that I felt terrible spending. I've never thought about it once since. You know, the, the money that I spent, in yeah. other words. And I saw them lose in all three of those games. But what I do have is the pictures and the memories. I took my parents to one of those games. Mm-hmm. Took my siblings to one of those games. Like I had a buddy drive up who I used to go to baseball games with. We went to one of those games. Worth it to me if you if you have the ability to do it. But I don't know why I'm so surprised, but that just seems like a crazy amount of money to me. Twelve hundred bucks to go to the conference championship game on average. And it's probably because it's not a great seat, too. Right? Like well, your twelve hundred dollars upper bowl. Ones, yeah. You're sitting upper tank for sure. A couple mm-hmm. rows from the top of the stadium, looking down on the tiny little players as they run around and hit each other. I don't. High definition's gotten pretty good. I know you're not in the atmosphere, in those vibes, but maybe you could put that towards season tickets next year or something. Yeah, right. You could see a a, a preseason game next year for your, your whole office for that. Which game you think is going to be better? Ravens game. The Ravens are so good, and the only argument the other way is, yeah, but Pat Mahomes. I think I think that's going to be a back and forth affair. They're going to see something we something crazy is going to happen early, whether like it's a, a, a you know fake this or a fumble that or something nuts is going to happen to to sort of skew it either way. There's going to be dramatics back and forth. This is the you know the Ravens basically holding the sword, trying to kill the dragon. Buffalo couldn't do it. Most teams can't do it because this is this is the Kansas City Chiefs with Reed and Mahomes, and they always go to the Super Bowl pretty much, unless there's a stupid overtime rule that doesn't let them get the ball a handful of years ago. See New England and Brady. They're great. Even when they're not as good, they're still great. I, that, that, to me, is must-see theater. This, this is the game of the year for me. As this week goes on, and I know I shouldn't do this, I think I'm just counting out the Chiefs. I just think the Ravens are that good. And also, Kansas City is really banged up. Mm-hmm. I know driving a stake through Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid has proven exceptionally difficult. I like to call them Shredder from the Ninja Turtles, where they, they punch their hand through the dirt at the end of the movie as the credits are rolling, just in time for you to know that they didn't really die, right? They don't really go away, those two. But the Ravens are just on a different level right now. They might have the championship cologne on the sideline with Reed in the offensive huddle with Mahomes, but they just lack weaponry to to really put this defense in a bad spot. It's Travis Kelsey, who I think is like a B-minus version of, of what he was at the peak of his powers right now. 
had a good year, not a great year. Statistically, it was awesome, but it's you you see it if you watch. It's not really what Kelsey was at his best. Rasheed Rice has come on to give them a legitimate NFL starting wide receiver, but he's probably a two, not a one. And then it's the Isaiah Pacheco show, and I think he'll run hard, but the Ravens shut him down like they were able to do pretty easily against the Texans. I just, I think it's a, it's a tall order, man. And on the other side of the ball, I don't see if Willie Gay can't go, and there's been no update on his status yet, but he left with an injury this past round. He was spying throughout the game on Josh Allen, and then they didn't have him toward the end of the contest. If they don't have him to spy Lamar Jackson, I'm not really sure how that defense holds up either. They already don't have their best run stuff or their 320-pound nose tackle. No word that he's coming back yet. You saw the Bills run all over him. This feels like a bad matchup as far as I'm concerned for Kansas City. Buffalo went basically against type. You know, they did a thing that they don't love to do. They've done it more the second half of this season, being a ground-and-pound team, and it almost worked for them. But the Ravens wrote the book on that. They're good at that. That's what they do. They're the best at it. I just don't love that matchup for the Chiefs right now with their defense banged up and with just not enough weapons to make Mike McDonald have to really dig into the bag as a defensive play caller. I could see that being a you know, a 27-17, 27-14 kind of game or 13 with a couple field goals, something like that. Here's my argument for the other game being real tight. What if Debo Samuel doesn't play for San Francisco? This is an equalizer. We do this thing all the time when guys are hurt on offense where we go, yeah, he's a playmaker. That's going to make things harder for that offense. This is different than that. You know what I mean? This is not pick your receiver, Terry McLaurin, and your team Washington or you know Christian Watson, Green Bay, or whatever. This is guy that Kyle Shanahan uses to design every part of his offense. Even when he's not involved, his motion is affecting what you're doing because he can get those jet carries, and you got to have bodies around him, and it helps McCaffrey. What they do with him in the passing game on the screens on one side of the field affects Brandon Ayuk and how you're bracketing him on the other side and Kittle between the hashes. And don't just take it from me anecdotally. The numbers this year speak for themselves. These actually bear out over multiple years, but I'll just use this year specifically. In 13 games when Debo starts and plays the whole game, the 49ers are 12-1, and and they have won by an average of 18 points in those games. There have been five games this year now where he was either not playing or left via injury, and in those games they've lost four out of the five, and against the spread, meaning did they meet expectation, they're 0-5, which counts the, the one win was this past weekend mm-hmm. against the Packers when he left with an injury and they survived and advanced. But, I mean, think about that. 12-1, and one, average victory, 18 points when he's on the field. 1-4 when they don't have him, and they've got to dip into other things offensively. I think he is an invaluable asset. Can they still beat Detroit without him? Sure. Will they? I might pick them in a really tight game. But I think if he doesn't play, this is a field goal with 10 seconds left kind of contest. Have you seen the betting lines on these? Yes. I, I was surprised that the Niners-Lions line is as big as it is. It's seven points that last I saw. It is. Niners by seven at home. That's with the thought that I think, is Debo trending towards not playing? I mean, that's kind of the last I saw. I haven't seen an update this week. Obviously, it's still early in the week. I don't think so there's we're not gonna any know. 
lean on that yet. But the 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 report that I read was, yeah, this is pretty similar to the thing that kept him out for multiple weeks earlier on in the year. Dot dot dot. Now this isn't earlier on in the year. This is now. So who knows if he plays? Maybe it's decoy limited effectiveness. Maybe even that's worth something at this stage because you know you don't. There's no tomorrow if you if you drop it. But I don't know. I, I thought after these divisional round performances for both teams that this line would be a bit tighter. I am surprised that it's not, but I also think the Lions are being slept on a little bit. I mean, Detroit can go out there, their portable operation, and if there's no Debo Samuel and San Francisco's offense isn't quite as good, a total of 50 and a half in the game comes down a little bit, and the lower score, and I think you know, the, the better they're going to be right there in the mix. Their defense is what I worry about. And if the 49ers aren't quite as able to take advantage of that, I could see that game being really good. Uh, but let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines on this for you guys next at 800-636-1067. Which of these two games do you think is going to be better on Sunday? The 3 o'clock kick in the AFC, Chiefs at the Ravens, or the 6.30 start, NFC title game, Lions 49ers. If one were to come down to a field goal or go to overtime, which do you think it will be? 800-636-1067 plus... Let's get to what Boomer Esiason said on WFAN today about the commander's coaching vacancy. He says he knows who they are hiring, and he gave us that name. You'll hear that next on Grant and Danny. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets and update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Go visit kmlawyers.com and check it out. Mention the show, G&D, score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com at 3 o'clock today in a half hour. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the 106.7 The Fan live event we've got coming up February 2nd at Bethesda Theater. All your favorite shows from the station, on the stage, off air, uncensored. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event information, go to thefandc.com slash events. Presented by Main Street Bank. 
Cheer local, bank local. Danny, you've got the AFC title game being more competitive than the NFC title game. Before we play audio from Boomer Esiason telling you who he's heard is going to get the commander's head coaching job, I wanted to put a bow on this discussion. You think Chiefs-Ravens will be better and closer at the end? Why? The Vegas line has it as Ravens minus three and a hook. Uh, favorite at home. I think it's just because this is Mahomes and Andy Reid. The the other explanations for why this game should go Baltimore's way are obvious. The, every box pretty much is checked in favor of Baltimore, rightfully so. They are historically good on defense. Their offense, really since week five or six, has been incredible. They are the best team in the NFL. They're the most complete, most well-rounded. They've never gotten past this point, this current group, and the Chiefs live here. Pat Mahomes gets up, brushes his teeth, goes to AFC title games. Here we are once again. Now, this is away from home, but still, they are comfortable versus that kind of uh, sort of slaying that dragon, that um, you know, the shadow that's larger than life that isn't necessarily about the football part anymore. It's just about getting over that hump. And Kansas City is the ultimate, you know, Jason from Friday the 13th. You always use Shredder from Ninja Turtles. They are so hard to kill. Just ask Buffalo. This is why I think it's going to end up coming down and be really, really tight. I would totally agree with you if San Francisco had the group offensively healthy, that when they've got them, you can't beat them. They don't, though. And even if Debo plays, and I'm not convinced that he will, it might just be a Debo's out there. Is Debo actually a factor? Is Debo actually a game changer? I mean, that would be my big question. Like, everyone's saying, is he going to play or not? Well, him playing is nice. That's helpful. Is Debo Debo? You know, can can they put him out there, and are you going to respect the jet action and some of the things he's doing in the backfield as a ball carrier, able to give him the ball between the tackles to spell McCaffrey. Some of the things that they like to do that are unique to him that make that offense work and that offense sing. I gave the numbers, you know, last segment, but there have been five times this season when he has not started or played the entire game, and they're one in four in those games. The only win was last week when they came back to beat the Packers. They have not covered in any of those five games. They've underperformed in all five of them, and yet they are 12-1 and with an average victory of 18 points when he's healthy and it's 72 and sunny. Let's go to Bill and Lorton on Grant and Danny. Bill, what do you got? Hey, GP. Hey, funny Danny. How y'all doing? Happy New Year's, and congratulations on your 10th year anniversary, Bob. Hey, thank you, buddy. Thanks. We appreciate you. Just like you said, uh, GP, I go along with you that the 49ers game and the Lions game will be a little bit closer because we see how the Packers, how they, they, they if they had to drop here, miss field goal here, hadn't it did, uh, uh, Love throwing across his, his body for uh, uh, way down the field and got intercepted, that would have been a different outcome. The Packers really could have won that game. 100% right. So Detroit and the, Detroit and the Packers would be closer. The, um, That's a great point. Now, I, thank the you right. for the call. We appreciate you. I don't think it's as relevant maybe as it normally would be week to week because I think a lot of San Francisco's problems were based on Brock Purdy playing a bad game. And I think Purdy played a bad game because of the weather. Mm-hmm. I think that for whatever reason, I don't know if he's got a small hand or, or the, the ball was slick. You saw the videos where he's like wiping his pants in the pocket. Like in play. As he's yeah. like dropping back to throw. It was in his head. It was, whatever the issue was. He was not himself, and I think that was a big problem for them. It's not going to rain this weekend, but do you care at all that they needed to essentially 
come back from the dead. I mean, they outscored Green Bay 10 nothing in the fourth quarter just to advance. They were in big, big trouble 100%. this past round. Standing eight count. Uh, I think we overrate recent samples when it comes to games and matchups and how certain things go, right? Like uh, Detroit won by a point against the Rams. So did that mean they were, you know, you know, right for an upset against Tampa because of that? I don't know. So many things happen in an individual game. It's about winning that game, and then you sort of figure out the next thing next. By the way, that game was even the whole time, just for the record. Not not like the Lions destroyed the, the Bucks. You know, I don't have that in my corner, right? It was 3-3 after one. Mm-hmm. It was 10-10 after two. It was 17 all after three. And then they ended up one one score better in the fourth quarter, and that was the difference. And luckily for Detroit, Todd Bowles just decided that the game was over, even though he had a timeout and didn't make them kick a field goal. It's important to decide that, I guess. It was strange that he did that. Chris in Hyattsville, how are you? I'm good. Hey, Danny, speaking of uh, villains, uh, what do you think about Dr. Claw? Remember him? Of course I do. He's, of course I do. Love him. Low-key underrated um, from Inspector Gadget. Uh, I'm most intrigued by the Lions 49ers game, and I'm calling it the Lions game uh, because they deserve it. Uh, they're the underdog. They haven't won ever. They've never won a Super Bowl uh, I'm also really intrigued by seeing what the future commanders coach has cooked up for Kyle Shanahan. I think it's going to be an awesome chess match. And the play dynamics between San Francisco and Detroit are just way more interesting. I have been watching Ravens football for 20 years, you know, uh, as tangentially whenever the I can't find a commanders game on TV. And I swear to God, they have never played an interesting game. Never. <laughs> They're just a boring ass team, and I, I can't deal with them. First of all, that might actually be a hundred percent on point description. I loved those Steelers Ravens games over the years. Those thirteen twelve, so many where everybody can't stop like drooling over all the hits. Absolutely, a lot of thirteen ten yeah. violent, physical, just car wreck games. Uh, but I also I, I can enjoy defense. I mean, look, they are the best defensive team in the league. They're the best defensive team statistically that we've seen in a long time. And they're right now, analytically, Danny, Valdez sent me something I was reading this morning. They're one of the best teams ever Ever. in terms of DVOA. Yes. And somebody asked me last night, they're like, what's their flaw? Like, find the Ravens' flaw. I couldn't really. I mean, they're really, really good. I think if they need to run the ball, they can do that. I think if they need to win a game with their offense and Lamar making plays, they can do that. I think if it's up to their defense to win a 3 to nothing game, they could find a way to, to do that. I guess the, the the area where I don't trust them would be in a shootout where they've got to throw the ball and go back and forth. The good news is I don't think Mahomes and Kansas City really have that in them at this point with essentially two above-average weapons in the passing game. But like if Lamar had to chase a game where you, you take the running game off the table in, in a hypothetical where the Chiefs were shutting down the run, you're down by a couple touchdowns, and Lamar's just got to make plays to quarterback, you know, at quarterback in the pocket to, to wide receivers. I still don't know that I necessarily think he'd do it. He might, and it, it, they never get to that point. So it doesn't matter. They're just too good. Otherwise, they're always going to be able to keep their balance, stay on schedule, so to speak, and kind of dictate the terms. They've been doing that constantly all season long. Yeah, to me, the the Achilles heel, as you, as you say, is if they get in that scenario where something fluky happens. Like let's say. You know, like almost like the Capitals last night were down two nothing by the time I sat down. The you know, the opening kickoff is is fumbled and there's a weird penalty or a, a, a broken a busted coverage. Next thing you know, Kansas City's up fourteen nothing, and you got to abandon your game plan a little bit. Can they win a sling fest? I don't know. 
they've had high scoring games where they've you know been in them over the course of the year, but not in a playoff game, not in the AFC title. They're game. also super unique in that they are explosive in their running game to the point where they don't have to abandon it the way most teams would. Mm-hmm. In other words, like it's hard to come up with a situation where they wouldn't be able to keep running because they get yards and chunks doing that too. Lamar can rip off a 22-yard run at any moment. That's just as good as throwing the football, so to speak, right? But I love watching that team. I think they're well-coached. They, they go for fourth downs. They're aggressive. They go for touchdowns, not field goals in tight a lot of the time. Uh, and they're multiple. You know, the, the coaching is really good on both sides of the ball. McDonald's interviewing for jobs for a reason. Munkin's been awesome. Um, so I actually thoroughly enjoy watching the Ravens. I just think they do a, everything they do is kind of uh, at a high level. The Lions, by the way, last time in the NFC Championship game, to Chris's point, 12th of January, 1992. That was a good day. 32 years ago. You may remember that NFC Championship game. I do indeed. But that was 11,700 days ago, as we sit here right now. (laughs) That's how long it's been. Come on. Since they've been in an NFC title game. My life was different then. I think everybody's was. All right, next, Boomer Esiason says he knows what the commanders are doing. He'll give you the answer key to their head coaching search. He did so on WFAN today. You will hear that. Plus, early next hour, we got former NFL exec Mark Ross and Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports, who wrote a column about why nobody is talking with Bill Belichick other than the Falcons. How is that possible? We're Grant and Danny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. With Danny, I'm Grant. This is The Fan. We're taking you up to 6.30 this evening. Mark Schlereth is on the show at 6. That's when we'll be giving away tickets to see the Caps. An upcoming game at home against the Canadians. If you want those tickets, you better be locked in at 6 o'clock on Grant and Danny. Uh, Next hour, Mark Ross at 3, former NFL exec, on what lies ahead in trying to land a head coach for Adam Peters. Also, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, who seems shocked that nobody's talking to Bill Belichick, who's maybe the greatest coach of all time. And it's the Falcons, and only the Falcons, who have chosen to interview Bill Belichick. For their opening. Nobody else is even calling the guy. It's just Atlanta. It's still so strange. 
We're, I know we talk out of both sides of our mouth. We're both like, I can't believe no one's doing this, but we don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you would think that a second team might be interested. Somebody. Uh, so we'll ask Wetzel about that in about 45 minutes at 3.30 right here on The Fan. This was Boomer Esiason on WFAN talking about what he is hearing, super plugged in, NFL circles, or CBS NFL Today. Uh, he was addressing the commander's open coaching vacancy. I'll tell you who the best coach available is to make him the best player he can be. His name is Ben Johnson. He's the offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Never runs, been head coach, though. I know. Runs an unbelievable offense. But he's going to be the head coach of the commanders. I told you that. So you're telling me that's that's a lock. Yeah. Head coach of the commanders. Yes. Ben Johnson. Yes. Grain of salt spot? Nope. Lock spot. Lock spot. Here's what I don't know about that. Is Boomer Esiason just a guy who's reading the tea leaves? Is he opining? Is he just a person who, like the rest of us, is seeing all the reporting going on and assuming that Ben Johnson's going to be the coach? Or is he actually telling you, I've been told I know this? Now, he has to be careful because, to me, the difference between throwing something out there and reporting is when you cite a source. So, like, a lot of times I will hear things, and I'll say on the show, like I said a week ago, I'm hearing that they think and want this to be Ben Johnson, and I expect that at the end of this, they're going to end up with Ben Johnson. This is a couple weeks in the making. That's not just me making that up. Those are things that I'm hearing from people who have a pretty good idea of what they're thinking. But that's different than me saying it will be Ben Johnson because a source has told me they 100% know that it's Ben Johnson. But I'm not really sure what Boomer's doing with that. Is that just guy on a radio show floating something? Or is that super plugged in, knows everybody in the NFL? The guy on television who talks about football professionally, who's also doing a radio show, saying that this is a done deal? Uh, hard to tell. I will say, again, all the signs, all the arrows are pointing in one general direction. I would love for that to just happen, and then that's that. But that is that is always tough, right? He didn't say, I'm hearing. He that sounds like one of those, this is my guess, this is my belief, the kind of the same way you might or I might or, or, or otherwise, but it's noteworthy that one of the most influential people kind of around the league said that. I also don't think, though, you go that hard with it if you don't have some inside information. Like, you don't, if you're Boomer Esiason, you're, you're constantly talking to people who know things, right? Every opinion you have is based on that inside information. It doesn't mean you've got everything nailed down. But I think it'd be foolish for him in his position, knowing that we're doing it now. Like every time you say something like that, the expectation is you got a pretty good beat on this. You, he can't be one of the guys, right? And I'm not knocking the junkies or legends and icons, and I'd love to have their career uh, 15 years from now, right? But the junkies are able to just kind of float things that they've heard, and they get a lot of those things right. They hear things, they tell you about it, they come to fruition. But they're able to do that. There's not really a reporting background. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. They're not big J journalists. They're four dudes in the studio. Boomer wears a suit and a tie on CBS, and he was on uh, Showtime's Inside the NFL for years and years. I think there's just a little more weight when he says, this is what I'm hearing. To your point, he didn't use those words. So that's where there's a little, I'm a little curious and not sure exactly what his claim actually is. I'm interested. I'll tell you that. Yes, very much so. But it look, it matches what I'm hearing, what everybody's hearing. There's no secret right now. 
it's also common sense. There's five openings. Only one of them is on par with Washington, according to everyone you and I have talked to, and that's the Chargers. The Chargers look like they're going to land Jim Harbaugh. Where else would Ben Johnson end up? Probably the place where their GM of choice was Peters, who's been signed, sealed, and delivered, and where Johnson was that number one head coach on their priority list. So it's not necessarily a big leap. Uh, one thing I heard in that clip, though, that I found interesting, his co-host is Greg Giannotti, uh, so it's Boomer and Geo, and he said he's never been a head coach, though. I don't get why people do whatever that is. Like, yeah, a.k.a. he's never failed before. People are like, well, he's never been a coach, so you just don't know what kind of coach he's going to be. As if they'd rather someone who's done it and been bad at it. That is one of the weirdest things about the cycle. Like, I know what Dan Quinn is. As if that's better because you saw him coach that time or Raheem Morris or anybody else. It's just very odd to me. It's an acknowledgement that there is a variable and it's looking at the glass half empty version of that variable, right? And and it's it's intriguing to us because it's exciting and new. But for those that are the, the pessimists or the, or the yeah, but type folks, they'll go, well, there's also the possibility that it's bad. Yeah, he might not be a great we, head coach. We all acknowledge that, yeah. Someone said, said to me the other day, he reminds me of Norv. Oh, the guy who got Washington the closest to the Super Bowl that anyone has gotten them since Joe Gibbs when they led 13-0 on the brink of an NFC championship game in 1999 with the number two offense that he designed and a 4,000-yard quarterback and a 1,450-yard running back and two 1,000-yard receivers. He reminds you of that guy. Oh, geez, that'll keep me up at night. Good. Grant and Danny on the fan. Mark Ross, longtime NFL executive with NFL Network, joins us next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 